Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. Do you have a conviction? Do you know someone who has a conviction and you're wondering under immigration law if you should get it vacated or reduced, if you should do criminal relief or not? Well, most of the time I need to actually see the statutory language of the conviction because that will heavily depend on what needs to be done. Um, but I can give a few general pointers in order to let you know essentially when it should or shouldn't. The bottom line, first of all, is if there's an immigration waiver available, meaning, now let's just say, for example, you're going to marry a U.S. citizen and you can't get in because you have a crime. And the the immigration laws say that they will allow a waiver of that crime or basically they'll forget about it, forgive you, um, if you can show various factors um, and they'll rule on it, the door opens and they let you in. Well, if there's a waiver available, then that would be your first option. So you don't have to go back to criminal court. I mean, it is more difficult, uh, not in all situations, but it is more difficult generally to do criminal relief than to get a waiver approved uh, if everything's done properly. And again, I caution, um, it, it is a case-by-case -case basis and sometimes it's the other way around. So first, one would need to see if a waiver is available. Second, if no waiver is available, then that would be a good indication, even if the crime itself doesn't make you an aggravated felon. So, for example, let's say you have a uh, possession of drug crime that's cocaine. It's not for sale, not manufacturing, you know, not selling, none of that stuff. It's just possession, but it's cocaine. There's no waiver for that, okay? Um, I mean, once it's 15 years old, there, there are certain things that can be done. But generally speaking, there, there's no waiver for that, um, you know, with other exceptions, depending where you live. But, but if that were the case, it's not an aggravated felony, um, but there's no waiver available and you're stopped. Okay. You, you can't come in or you can't adjust. And again, let's just use the example of being married to a U.S. citizen. So in that case, you would want to go back to criminal court. You would want to try to vacate that crime so that it doesn't exist on the books, basically. Uh, you, you know, you would show if you pled guilty, you had no idea what the immigration consequences were and, you know, all the normal type of arguments you would make. This brings up another uh, thing here, um, <clears throat> or another point. A lot of times I get clients, they'll come in the door, say, well, I did have a crime, but I got it expunged. So let's move on and talk about something else. Um, but what they don't realize is that for many crimes, pretty much the majority of them, getting them expunged, while it may have a great effect on the criminal law portion of it, it has no effect on the immigration law portion. Okay, meaning that for immigration law, whether you get it expunged or not, it's still a conviction for immigration law. Um, because the way they view it is if, it, if the criminal process was rehabilitative and had nothing to do with the merits of the crime itself, um, such as expungements, uh, 
um, then the conviction for immigration purposes still stands. Okay, and expungements are always rehabilitative, meaning that, you know, you got the crime and then you did your three years of probation. You didn't violate your probation. You were a good person that whole time. And the judge said, OK, you, you've done well. You haven't violated anything else. I'll expunge the crime. Uh, and, and so that's pure rehabilitation. So that that doesn't help. So, you know, like the crime we're talking about before the possession of cocaine, you would have to vacate that crime um, in order to be able to move forward with immigration. Another type of crime or classification where it's fairly mandatory to, to get back to criminal court if you can are ones that make you an aggravated felon under immigration law because the law says if you're an aggravated felon under immigration law, again, minus some very narrow exceptions, you're not qualified for any waiver, okay? It doesn't matter that the law says you can do a waiver of this and that. You're not qualified if you're classified as an aggravated felon. So in that case, we don't have to, for example, vacate, completely vacate the crime. It's possible to reduce it uh, such, and, and the term of art would be nunc pro tunc, which means it would be, legally reduced from the time it was actually given so that um, you might be eligible for a waiver. So let me give an example, because this happens a lot. Someone gets a burglary crime with a year sentence. They are considered an aggravated felon. Now, if they got a sentence for 364 days, they would not be an aggravated felon, but they would need a waiver and they'd be eligible for a waiver under immigration law. <clears throat> so in that particular regard, you know, we use all the tools to get back to criminal court. And of course, we, you know, try to get it vacated. But if we can't, we say, okay, well, then, you know, based on all of the uh, the arguments and so forth, we would want the sentence then to be reduced by one day. Okay, because that's going to make a whole lot of difference. So these are the basic uh, arguments and needs of when you need to go back to criminal court in order to vacate or reduce a crime. Okay. Short cast club.